This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. A Prince album recorded back in 2010 called Welcome to America was just released. Welcome to America. I caught up with KEXP DJ Kevin Cole to talk about the record. Kevin is our resident Prince expert. He has DJed for Prince and was there the first time Prince performed Purple Rain in public. I first asked Kevin what his overall takeaway was of Welcome to America. Well, I was really curious at first. Um, There's been 10 posthumous releases some of them are reissues, you know, of albums that he'd previously put out, like 1999 or Purple Rain that were remastered, and they included a ton of previously unreleased material. Some of the other releases were collections or compilations, but uh, what makes Welcome to America different is that it really is the first fully conceived studio album, you know, an album that he wrote and recorded, as you mentioned, in 2010, and then he shelved it, so it's really a lost studio album and uh, something that he had, he had conceived front to back. So I was really curious about it. And first impressions were, one, it's it's really, really good. The musicianship is fantastic. The recording itself is great. And uh, it's super interesting thematically. It's kind of a, a state-of-the-nation type of record. And, um, you know, we recently celebrated the 50th anniversary of Marvin Gaye's classic, What's Going On? And that album addressed social issues facing America and black America, systemic racism and police brutality and poverty and environmental issues and drug addiction, issues that are as relevant now as they were 50 years ago. And what struck me about listening to Welcome to America, you know, here's an album that Prince recorded 12 years ago. It's been in the vault since there. And the themes that he addressed are as relevant as and as important as they were, you know, when he recorded it 12 years ago. In fact, some of it is eerily foreshadowing a lot of what went down last year in 2020. The political division, the use of the Internet and social media for disinformation. Hope and change. Mm. Everything takes forever. And truth is a new minority. Sexism, racism. You know, it's right on point with being a, a statement and a state of the nation kind of address. So that kind of really blew me away, like how relevant it is now. And musically, it's it's a little laid back. So for some folks, it might not, you know, hit you over the head like, like 1999 or Purple Rain. But what I have found is on repeated listenings, man, it is damn, damn good. I, I love it. <laughs> well, I, I want to, you know, when I first heard this this album, I mean, the, the first track, which is the title track, Welcome to America, I was listening to it and I was like, how did he write this 10 years ago? I mean, that one seems like just to really be talking about addiction to technology, you know, things like that. I mean, there's issues of like government corruption, things like that. But it was really weird to hear it in the context of today and to realize this was written, you know, more than a decade ago. Tell me more about the title track, Welcome to America, and the themes that come up in in this song. So I I had the the same reaction as you, specifically with this song. This song is the most kind of hit you over the head with uh, the ills of the world. And and this one, to me, is actually the song that's maybe the most stilted and, and uh, dated, you know, um, because he is talking about things like he's 
we're everything and nothing that Google says is hip, you know. He's (laughs) (laughs) name-dropping different technologies. We're everything and nothing that Google says is hip. Hook up later at the iPad. We can meet at my place, you know. Hook up later at the iPad. We can meet at my place. What struck me about this one that was so on point is just the idea and the concept of mass media information overload controlling us, right? Our addiction to, there's a line, distracted by the features of the iPhone. Well, that's me every single day. Mass media, information overload. Welcome to America. Distracted by the features of the iPhone. You know, you had mentioned that, you know, a lot of of his work has come out since his death. And I understand that Prince had what is called the vault, like in where he was at in, in Minneapolis. Like, I guess he just had a bunch of music that has never been released. And there's been a lot of conversation that I've seen, you know, stories written about this album, but just like the ethics around like, if Prince didn't release this in 2010, should we be releasing this music now? Like, why would he have held on to this music, you know, unless he really wanted it out? Like, it seems like he didn't release this for a reason. So why are we releasing this now? And, you know, what would he think about that? And so I'm just curious what your take is on having this album out there. Like, why do you think Prince didn't release this back in 2010 when it was fully complete? Well, that's a great question. So back to kind of the ethics of it all. You know, he didn't leave a will. He didn't leave a directive for what to do with all the stuff in the vault. Obviously, he saved it. You know, you got a vault either to seal stuff off that you don't want people to have access to. But uh, if he didn't want anybody to ever hear it, he could have destroyed it easily, right? Um, Mm. Or you put stuff in a vault to save it for posterity for later, you know? It's hard to tell with Prince. Again, there wasn't a directive for what to do with this stuff. And even people close to this project say that he, he really thought it was good. They don't know why it was shelved. And, but they also say that it's, this is how Prince did stuff. He, he just was continually moving on. He was continually looking for, forward. And he was always just relentlessly curious. So... If, uh, if he was working on something and he just put it away, he was on to the next thing and just on to the next thing. So I don't know why he didn't put it out. Nobody knows. Uh, but, <laughs> He's but such a the, mystery, which is like Prince is a mystery and that is why Prince is Prince. <laughs> well, well, yeah. And, and uh, I was reading some of the uh, about the record and some of the people close to the records used that, those exact words. They're like, He's a mystery. Nobody knows. It's just how he worked. He was just moving forward. He's just on to the next thing. And, and that's how, how he worked. But uh, when he passed away, I had concerns. Uh, I was concerned that um, the estate would exploit the material and potentially mess with his integrity and standing as an artist. But, but that hasn't been the case. The estate and whoever's managing the archive and the labels have done a fantastic job with with all of the releases that have come out so far. So personally, I love it. Whether, you you know, you still have the ethics question, you know, Prince didn't want it out, or the artist didn't want it out. And it made me a little uncomfortable at first, but uh, um, I found a lot of relief in that, especially Prince was incredibly controlling. So prior to him passing away, you you couldn't find any of his material on YouTube. You know, it was just down immediately. 
And I took a lot of solace and comfort after he passed away, just being able to go to YouTube and suddenly there were all these incredible live performances that were incredibly moving. So (laughs) I guess selfishly, I'm really happy, but it's in part because they've just really done a great job with how they put out everything so far. So let's just see if they keep doing that. The other thing for me that I, that makes it really valuable, I think is it provides insight and context and perspective to one of the most amazing artists ever. So some of the reissues you're getting like 1999, that was an incredibly prolific period for Prince and there were something like 90 unreleased or bonus tracks that were on the Whoa. deluxe edition of the box set. And they, <laughs> they, yeah, they were fantastic. So it was cool to be able to go into a deep dive there. And here you get to go back into Prince's head in 2010 and get a sense of what he might've been thinking about and what he was doing. And, and it's, it's amazing. And, and I think one thing that's been remarkable about Prince since his passing in 2016 is I feel this way, but I feel this way like sort of globally that the further we get away from Prince's passing, the more the world seems to appreciate him and his genius. And, you know, apparently there's like a hundred albums in the vault. A hundred, well, there's, there's enough material for a hundred albums. I'm not saying they're lost studio albums like Welcome to America, but there's tons of, of content there. And um, they've been doing a great job of putting it out. Wow, that's amazing. So, you know, we talked about the title track, Welcome to America. I'm curious, in closing, if there's another track that really stuck out to you that you think we should go out on. The song Running Game, Son of a Slave Master, Mm. is a song that really, since we were just talking about exploitation, is all about exploitation and racism, and in in, in particular, the the music industry, the corruption of the music industry. There's a great line that just says, how much do you want for that real dope beat? Another A&R man lying through their teeth. Son of a slave master. There goes the publishing and you're back on the street. And then a a verse that says, 25,000 is like selling it free, but seems like a lot next to poverty. How much you really want for all them beats? Son of a slave master keeping it going. You know, so that's really addressing just taking advantage of young artists or poor artists or inexperienced artists and um, just getting artists to sell their publishing and to give away their masters, which we know Prince uh, really fought against his entire career. I mean, wasn't that the whole backstory behind like artists formerly known as Prince? Was that a whole battle over masters that led to that? That's exactly what it was. And at that point in time, he started writing Slave on his face as well. And, and, and that's what it was about. It was, it was about his strong belief that artists should have control of their masters and their publishing, and they are taken advantage of. And he was really misunderstood and, and at times ridiculed for doing that. But again, when you look back at what he was doing and the stand he was taking, it was incredibly righteous and amazing. You know, that somebody of his stature, he had kind of everything to lose, you know, and he just stood up. Mm. Well, I've been speaking with our resident 
Prince expert DJ Kevin Cole here on KEXP Sound and Vision. Kevin, thank you so much for filling us in on uh, the newly released Welcome to America album by Prince written back in 2010. Thanks so much, Kevin. Yeah, my pleasure, Emily. Thank you. Vision, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.